Praise the Lord. Please, before you take your seat, bring out your Bibles. Let's take our formation together. Amen. Please say with me, this is my Bible. It is God's inerrant and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamb unto my feet and a light unto my path. I hide his words in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. And therefore, listen to it carefully and do it fully. And I internalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head by diligent study. Store it in my heart by memorization and meditation. Show it in my life by doing its teachings and sow it in my world by being a witness hereafter. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never in the name of Jesus for his honor and glory both now and forevermore. Amen. Please, before you sit, just put on your hands. Let's still stand, please. Let's stand. Just indulge me, please. Uh, can we have Malachi chapter 3, verse 9, 16? Verse 16, Message Bible. Can you make it big, please? Please, praise the Lord. I hope we are all seen. Okay, can we read it together? One, two, go. Then those... Amen. I don't know if you are here in church, you are a person that honors God, and you are the person that fears God. Can I see your hands up? Or lift it up above your head and say, I honor God, and I fear God. I honor God, and I fear God. Please sit down. Can you bring back that scripture? The Bible says, those that fear the Lord. Those that honor the Lord, they got together in sweet fellowship like we are here together. And the Bible says they spoke one to another. Huh? And God had it and God opened a minute book for them. Your brother or your sister you are sitting beside. I don't know whether it's your husband or your wife. Introduce yourself again to her. Tell her my name is Dr. Lucas. I am... <laughs> we are looking to her face. Bro, look into her face. Hello? Hello, hello. This is not the time to read your Bible. This is the time to get together. Oh, yeah? Nobody is looking at you, sir. Amen. Yo, you are talking to him. Good, 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 good. So, uh, bro, what's her name? Huh? Mrs. Taiwo. You are the first person that got that name first time. In the other service, I tried it. They didn't know. Go to somebody else. My name is Richard Udo. I'm a pastor. I am honored to sit beside you today. I am honored to sit beside you today. It's a pleasure talking to you. Say it. Let it be in the minute book in heaven. 
that I honor you and I love you with my heart. And I say, God bless you. Amen. The Bible says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to gather together where? In unity. For there God does what? Commands his blessing. There is a commanded blessing already. You see, when we meet together like this, according to 2 John verse 12, there is a release of joy. 3 John verse 13 and 14, there is a release of joy. 1 John chapter 1, there is a release of the blood of the Lamb that cleanses us. Beloved of God, don't miss the fellowship of God's people. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. By the grace of God, uh, you know, for a while we've been looking, since July, we've been looking at the subject of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is so important to the Christian because of a number of reasons. And uh, it's not something we just preach and gloss over for one Sunday or two Sundays. And so it is very likely that each time I come here, maybe apart from the third Sunday this month and the family month, which is next month, that is all I'll be speaking on on the Sundays, the fruit of the Spirit. Because it's important for us to understand it. This morning, I began speaking on why the fruit is important. At the 7 o'clock service, I spoke on the fact that the fruit of the Spirit is God's wisdom for our defense. The fruit of the Spirit is God's supernatural arrangement to give believers undue advantage. Because God takes care of his own. And if we're going to take advantage of God's provisions for our lives, in this kingdom that you and I are, one of the paramount importance of things that make us understand and benefit from God's provision in this kingdom is knowledge. Knowledge. Because the Bible says by knowledge shall the righteous be delivered. At the 8.30 service, I moved on a bit to the second reason why the fruit is important is that the fruit of the Spirit sets a stage for a continuous life of victory or experiences of victory for the believer, the child of God is the manifestation of the sovereignty, of the almightiness of God, that when he released you in him into the world, he released you loaded, preloaded for whatever it is that you have to go through or that you have to face. So as far as God is concerned, he has looked at the entire spectra of humanity. What can a human being experience? that want to challenge him or that want to make him live lower than God's provision for him. And God looked at it with all his wisdom and his sovereignty and he said, for every child of mine, I am going to give him or her all that he or she needs to be victorious. I'm going to program victory 
into that person. And so, when you got born again, when the love of God was spread abroad in your heart, the Bible says that in that instant, that is when the Spirit of God sowed into your heart, dropped into your heart, the fruit of the Spirit. So, every, unlike the gifts, every Christian has the fruit of the Spirit in him. But whether you choose to allow the fruit to be expressed is a different thing altogether. And so, beloved of God, this service I want to quickly get into another reason why the fruit is extremely important. The fruit of the Spirit opens or closes the door to victory in the life of a Christian. If the fruit is operating in your life, it opens the door. If the opposite of the fruit is operating in your life, it closes the door for continuous, consistent victory in the life of a Christian. Talking about the fruit of the Spirit, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, let me read it from the Passion Translation. It says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love. It says, and love in all its varied expressions. It says, joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. You see, each of the fruits of the Spirit has a mission attached to it. Patience that endures. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue and faith. A life full of virtue. Faith that prevails. Goodness, gentleness of the heart. Strength of the spirit. He says, never set the law above these qualities. For they are meant to be limitless. Praise the Lord. They are meant to be limitless. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 9, in the King James Bible, Galatians chapter 6, 7 to 9, it says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, he shall reap also. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting, life everlasting. And verse 9 says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Praise the Lord. Towards the end of the other service, the 830 service, I talked about how we cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. Our being doers of the Word. Our yieldedness to the Spirit of God and encouraging the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Our love walk. All those contribute to our walking or cultivating the fruits of the Spirit because they are already there for them to grow. The fruit of the Spirit is so important because it can determine whether you succeed or not in your life as a child of God. For example, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, but without faith it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God requires that you have faith for him to be pleased in you. Faith is required for victory. Faith is required for you to get to the home run. 
But beloved of God, as powerful as faith is, faith can be like a Ferrari you just bought, a beautiful car or a beauty to behold, a powerful engine that once you start and you are good at it, it can run and the road is good. It can run fast, stable as it runs. But what is the use of that Ferrari without the appropriate fuel for it? The Bible says in Galatians chapter six, chapter 5, verse 6, it says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availed anything, nor being uncircumcised. But faith which does what? Walketh by love. Read it again with me. For in Christ Jesus, read it with me. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availed anything, nor uncircumcision, but what? Faith which works by love. Your faith, as powerful as it is, cannot deliver in the absence of the fruit of the Spirit called love. So without love, you cannot really please God. Without love, you cannot really lay hold on the promises of God. Without love, you cannot look at something and say, no, I'm saying no because of God. Because if you read Hebrews chapter 11, faith as expressed, the objective of faith is to get a good report. Whether it is to believe God to receive or to say, because of God, I turn my back at this. The Bible was balanced there in the description of faith. But the Bible says, whether you receive or you say no to something because of God, your ability to do that is dependent on your love work. On your love work. Faith, as powerful as it is, is impotent without love. And love is a fruit of the Spirit. In Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, let's read together. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them, for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is a holy day unto the Lord. Neither ye be sorry. Read the last part with me. One, two, go. For, for the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. For the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. Philippians 4 4. It says, rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16. Read it together everybody. One, two, go. Rejoice evermore. James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4. James 1, 2 to 4. He says, my brethren, count it what? All joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. Go on. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh what? Patience. But let patience do what? Have a perfect work. That ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Your ability, your ability, your ability to go through tough times. Your ability to survive tough times. Your ability to wait until the end of the process. As stated here in scripture. Lies in the manifestations of two fruit of the spirit. One, the fruit of joy. That gives you strength to go through the process. And second, the fruit of patience. That enables you to wait. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to 36. It says, cast not away therefore your confidence which has great recompense of the reward. He says this, verse 36, For ye have need of what? Patience, 
that after you have done the will of God, joy gives you strength in the midst of the stress to go through and do the will of God. Let me show you an instance in scripture. Habakkuk chapter 3, please, from verse 16. I want you to see the combination, the play of the fruit of the Spirit in enabling you to go through any season in life and still be able to say, God, I thank you. And at the end of the day, you will jump and praise God for a testimony. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, it says this, that for ye have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, it simply means that you are going through a stress. This was a man that had something to say concerning doing the will of God in the midst of a very difficult time. You have been waiting for the fruit of the womb. You have been, your people are suggesting all kinds of options. And you say, fine. Others may, but I will not. What will enable you not to take the shortcut and do it the way they do it and say it the way they say it is the fact that you know God that has called you. And in the midst of it, whatever options, whatever trouble that is going on in your heart, you keep it outside. You don't allow them to come into you. What is it that keeps it outside? It's the fruit of the spirit that stands as a barrier and a guard to keep them out of you. Hear what this man said. We're reading it down. He says, when... Let's read it together, everybody. In fact, read it. One, two, go. Although the fig tree does not blossom. Stop there. Stop there. The fig tree was like... is an economic tree. They were agrarian in nature. Fig tree was like having, in Nigeria today, a rubber plantation, a, a, a palm oil plantation. Are you with me? A cocoa plantation. That was what fig tree was to them. So he's talking about the economy, the economic activities, their business. He says, although the fig tree does not blossom, neither the fruit be in the vines. Did you see that? Again, something about the economy. The labor of the olives shall what? Fail. And the fields shall yield what? No meat. The flock shall be what? Cut off from the fold. And there shall be no herd in the stall. Read this last verse 18 again. Let's read. Yet. Stop there. Wait, wait, don't rush. Yet. In spite of the bad economy. I have not heard from God to Jackba. I, are you following me? I have not heard from God. Everybody around me, they are giant, they are buying. And I wonder, is it that I don't know how to do it? Somebody said, God forbid that it be said that those of us that recite to say is because we could not jackpot. It is more than that. Are you listening to me? It is much more than that. In spite of all these things that are happening, what will give me strength is what? Joy. To know that I know that my Redeemer liveth. To know that I know that when he has tried me, I will come for purer than gold. Do you understand me? He says, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. It takes joy to have the strength to give faith a platform to walk. It takes joy to have the strength to give patience an opportunity to walk. And you need a combination of all these fruits of the Spirit for you to be able to hold true. Beloved of God, there is no moving forward. There is no making progress as a Christian without the fruit of the Spirit.
And that is why I read that scripture to us in Galatians chapter 6. If you decide to allow God, the word of God and the spirit of God to gain ascendance in your life, you will get the results of this. But if you decide to sow to the flesh, to respond to the dictates of what you are seeing, to allow circumstances and events, somebody said, the, 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 the logic of events, the way things are going, the lash of circumstances is ever more than enough, forcing me to take adaptive stance. There is nothing wrong in Jaguar. It's an adaptive stand. But a lot of people have not heard from God because before they go. And some people are not just interested in what God is saying about it. But thanks be to God. When they go and come back, they will not meet me the same way they left me. Because I know that my Redeemer liveth. Are you listening to me? I'm not saying don't go. In fact, if you go, I will pray for you. Amen. I've never stopped praying for anybody that comes to say, Apostle, I'm going. I say, the Lord be with you. Safe journey. And I will say it too. Amen. Praise God. Because after this service, I know one or two people may come and beat me. Don't be afraid. Come. I'll pray for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. But what I'm saying is this. It is very possible because of the things you are saying. You have prayed so much. You have believed so much. The more you pray, the more you believe. It's as if God is no longer answering prayer. As a result of that, you are beginning to have the spirit of the transformer. You know how, what's the spirit of the transformer? He's talking when nobody's talking. He's going on the street. He enters Uber. They charge him. Because there is, tra- is it Uber man that made traffic on the road? Is it Uber man that refused to come to, uh, is it him that refused to repair the road? That is why when you get to the bridge, they say they are not going beyond the bridge. Ah. The circumstance is making you to begin to grumble. Some of us, because of our carnality, to gain undue advantage, we begin to gossip. Strive, creating problems between other people. Envy, being looking at things and say, why him, why not me? As a result of that, you want to reign on the parade of your brother. You don't know how long he has been saving to buy his beautiful third hand uh, Toyota Dassun. Dassun 280Y or 180Y or 180 k Finally, Dassun 180K came. He called you, come and rejoice with me. He said, uh-uh, oh boy. What did they rejoice over? Dassun 120K. That car is extinct too. Are you sure you were able to drive it? Did they go? Did they? Thank you. <laughs> but what is it that is pushing that? Strive. Why him? Why not me? He bought the first house. Why don't you celebrate it? Bought a beautiful shoe. Why don't you celebrate it? Bought a very nice perfume. You say it's smelling like binta. Do you know that those things are corrupting you? They are killing the seeds in you. The Bible says, whosoever sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap what? Corruption. When that happens in your life, you lose the defense that God has made for you. 
You lose the victory that God has provided for you. And you close the door of the good things that God wants to open to you. Why? Because they have contaminated your spirit. And the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it, those what proceeds the issues that govern life. First, Second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 says, Haven't therefore these promises, the promises of the fact that God is faithful, that God is doing it. It may take a season, but he will complete what he has started. He says this, Dearly beloved, let us what? Cleanse ourselves. The Holy Spirit is not going to do it for you. It is you that must crucify the flesh. Cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. What does that mean? Allowing the flow of the fruit of the spirit. Let me read it in a passion translation to us. He says this, beloved ones, with promises like this, promises of victory, promises of defense, promises that I will never leave you nor forsake you, promises that he, has, he that has called you is faithful, promises of the fact that he says there is no temptation that has ever befallen you that is not common unto men, but God is faithful, who in the midst of that temptation shall make a way of escape for you. It is there. Goodness, gentleness, faith, love would have opened you to see the way. But because of the things happening around you, you have allowed them inside and they have now closed the door. Instead of you seeing the way of escape, it begins to make you to begin to grumble of how unfaithful God is. Like David once said in one of the Psalms, he says, look, oh Lord, he says, we see not our signs. Neither is there any that knows how long. Oh God, how long, how long shall the heathen still exert over us? When you get yourself in that state, you are preventing the flow of the spirit of liberty that is supposed to lead you to the way out of that situation. He says this, with promises like this, and because of our deepest respect and worship of God, we must remove everything from our lives that contaminates the body and spirit and continue to complete the development of holiness within us. The key of completing the development of holiness in us is for you to recognize the nature you have and the fact that the environment that nature thrives in is the environment of the fruit of the Spirit. All of them complete because you have inside you. Beloved of God, the Spirit of God came into you. It's the greatest power that has been known to humanity. The greatest power that can make a change in a day. The greatest power that has made changes in the past. He saved you. He saved that your uncle. What do you think he cannot do for you? When that power enters into you, it comes to you with love that never fails. Joy that gives strength. Patience that will fuel and sustain your faith. Faith that will always win. And so in order for us to win all the time, God has given us some assets which we have failed to recognize which I'm coming here today to present this to you. He has given you a renewed heart, a renewed spirit. That is a fertile ground that every word of God will grow. And guess what? The devil is also fighting for that ground. That is why the Bible says guard your heart with all diligence for out of it proceeds the issue of life. You have also been given the free seeds that is planted there by the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit is the planter of that seed. And the instructions on how to tend the seed and to tend the ground is in the word of God. Why don't you open up yourself to the word of God? Become a doer of the word. In Revelation 1.3, it says you create an environment of the word. How do you do it? You hear, you read, you do. How do I become a doer of the word? I must get the word inside me. I must learn to dedicate time for the word. Prioritize the word. And after I prioritize the word, I must also take the steps in my life to begin to say the word. Because human lives is like, you know, when you, want, when you catch a wild horse and you want to tame the horse and control the horse, you put bits in the mouth of the horse. Wherever you turn the bit to, that is where the horse will go. The same thing with our life. Who we are today, where we are today, is as a result of the words we have spoken. Why don't you begin to speak what God has said concerning you in order for you to establish what God intends in your life? And the way to do it is by doing the word. When you begin to speak the word of God, you'll find yourself gravitating to doing the word of God. That is the secret to enjoying the manifestation of the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. Bow your heads, let's talk to God. You are born again. The fruit is already in you. You are not going outside to look. You see, as for me, my family were always angry. No. That could be in your earthly bloodline. But you have a new bloodline in Christ. The new life in you is a life of joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. It's a life of patience. It's a life of long-suffering. Tell God to the Holy Spirit, take residence in my life. Help me to encourage the ministry of the Holy Spirit in my life. Brethren, talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. It's important that you talk to God. It's important that you make clear your desires to walk worthy of him. Lord, reveal your word to me. If you are here, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Because the fruit of the Spirit is implanted by the Spirit of God. I'd like to pray with you. Can you raise up your hand wherever you are? If you're in this auditorium right now, upstairs or downstairs. If you're watching from home, when we are done praying, call any of the numbers on screen. Somebody will be there to talk with you. And if you're here, if you're praying this prayer with me, as soon as we are done, you'll see Pastor Fidelis Okonichi, the pastor standing now with his hands raised. He'll be there to talk with you. Say, Father God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. I thank you. I believe in my heart that he died for my sins. I believe in my heart that he was raised for my justification. I believe in my heart, oh God, that is at the right hand of the Father today. Therefore, Lord, I confess him as Lord of my life. And I ask, oh God, that you receive me as your child. In the name of Jesus. If you pray that prayer, you are born again. You are a child of God. I want you to take those steps I've said earlier. And somebody will be available to speak with you. The rest of us, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That you will walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. And make a decree of peace unto you. And make a decree of a desire for the word of God. And make a decree of increase in the knowledge of the Lord. And I say in the name of Jesus, this week, God's favor that will mark you. Favor before men. It shall speak over your life in the name of Jesus. Like I said earlier, by grace, I release you today into the next dimension and faces of your life. 
whatever has been difficult i commanded a power of ease to come upon you now in the name of jesus grace for favor grace to know what to do grace to be at the right place at the right time grace for doors to open on their own accord to you the bible says peter was locked up but when the angel came the doors began to open and release for the angels of this commission to go ahead of you and as you move let the doors open let the doors open let the doors open you will meet with favor no matter the conspiracy against you no matter the words of the mouth of men and women against you i make a declaration today no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper any tongue that shall rise or has risen against you in your judgment i counsel and i condemn them now in the name of jesus hey i declare in the name of jesus you will ride prosperously i declare in the name of jesus the rod of the wicked will not rest upon your lord i declare in the name of jesus the god of jeshurun makes room for you for our door our rock is not like their rock even our enemies being judges therefore in the name of jesus wherever you have been rejected they will send for you wherever they have not answered you i declare they will call you wherever they have one word that desire to frustrate you the lord will raise a gamaliel among them the lord will raise a reuben among them a voice that they cannot say no i declare over you oh earth oh earth hear the voice of the lord this earth will not conspire against you creation will not conspire against you this week all that god has created will conspire to walk in your favor in the name of jesus go in peace and return with your testimonies in jesus name we pray god bless you we are grateful to you we are grateful to you lord we thank you because you are our god you loved us so much that we that were out of the commonwealth you brought us in thank you almighty god thank you jesus oh glory be to god glory be to god somebody just say something to him he's good he's merciful he's gracious you are being here because of his love he's keeping you he's keeping you he's keeping you give him praise father we give you thanks glory be to god father we have come before you today open your words to us lord in jesus name amen please before you take your seat bring out your bibles let's take our bible affirmation together say with me thus is my bible it's god's inner and unchanging word it is my most valuable earthly possession a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path i hide his words in my heart that i might not sin against god the bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and do it fully. And I internalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head by diligent study. Store it in my heart by memorization and meditation. Show it in my life by doing its teachings. And sow it in my world 
by being a witness hereafter. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never in the name of Jesus. For his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. Please don't sit down yet. Don't sit down yet. Just crave your indulgence. Please, media, can you give us Malachi chapter 3, verse 16 in the message translation? Good. I hope we can all see. Please, can you read it out where you are? One, two, go. us to exercise the scripture. How many of us here honor and fear God? I honor and I fear God. As a result, I lift up my hands. So you are standing beside somebody that honors and fears God, right? Okay, now let's sit down. Leave the scripture there. The Bible says, then those whose lives honored God got together and talked. And God saw what they were doing and listened in. A book was opened in God's presence and a minute, a minute were taken of the meeting. Hallelujah. Let us have this meeting now. Look at the person, the brother, the sister beside you. Whether it's your husband or wife, it doesn't matter. Greet him. Honor that brother, honor that sister. Tell him or her your name. Say, thank you for being in church today. You are not doing it well, oh. Do it. There's minutes that he's been taking, oh. Does he know your name, or? Bro, nobody's talking to you. You are not talking to anybody. There's a minute that is being kept now. My name is Richard Udo. I'm a pastor. And uh, so take it from there. Follow that cue. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see you. Some people are reading Bible now. This is not the time to read Bible. The minute in, in your own section, they will say he was reading Bible when he was supposed to be... Oh, yeah, do it again. Do it again. Let's do it again. Okay, you know what? Don't talk to the person you spoke to before. Go and Leave your place if you need to. Go and talk to somebody else. Yes, yeah, so... Leave your place. Go and talk to somebody else. My name is Richard Uda. I'm a pastor. I am honored that you're in church today. May I know you? What do you do? Uh-huh. Amen. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. At least you know one person's name you didn't know before. Amen. Can you tell me the name of the... You know two. Sir, can you tell me their names? Tokbe and Shegun. Praise God. Fred, who are you sitting beside? And get up and tell us now. She told you her name. You didn't listen. Mrs. Roland, what is his name? I just mentioned his name. You didn't listen. Amen. Praise God. 
The Bible says, Behold, how good and pleasant for brethren to gather together in unity. For there God does what commands his blessings. And you know, 2 John chapter 12, I mean 2 John verse 12, 3 John verse 13 and 14, when we meet together like this face to face, one of the things that happen is a release of the spirit of joy. That's why those of us that are online, sorry, I don't know your name, God bless you. Church is about face to face. Praise God. You're all welcome in Jesus' name. And so with Jesus' joy, I jump into the word the Lord has placed in our heart today. You know, in July, we'll be looking at the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, and uh, we are continuing this month. And for most of the Sundays, except one of the Sundays, praise the Lord. So for all of the other Sundays in this month, uh, okay, next month is a family month, but when you see me stand here, be ready to hear about the fruit of the Spirit. You may wonder, why would our pastor spend a half year talking about this matter, the fruit of the Spirit? Is it not the nine fruit of the Spirit? Beloved, it's more than that. Because the fruit of the Spirit is God's wisdom for your victory. The fruit of the Spirit is God's supernatural advantage he has designed for the believer's victory. The fruit of the Spirit is something, you know, when we're told that when you see a stream flowing on a floody day, on a raining day, don't just drive your car with it, through it. Wait and be sure. Because some of those flowing floods can be very deceptive. I many of us saw some of the videos from Pakistan last week. They were very devastating. You see the power of flood. It looks very harmless. Is it not water? Go and enter it and see. When three-story, four-story buildings were pulled down, somebody will say their foundations were not strong. No. Pakistan has, especially some of those areas, they have very strong building codes. The fruit of the Spirit is like that. It looks very innocent, but very powerful. It is... It comes from the wisdom of God for the new creature he has created. So that indeed, the new creature will be the new superman. And if we see it from that perspective, we will approach it seriously. Amen. Okay, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, this morning I'm talking on why is the fruit important? I'm just going to, I've taken the first reason in the earlier service, 7 o'clock. I'm just taking one reason in this service. The other reason I will take in the other service. There are about four of them that I want to talk about. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Verse 23, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Remember last year when we had the love challenge? How many of us remember the love challenge? And I said, go, I gave us some specifics, how we're going to approach it. Go read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4 to verse 8 in the various translations, as many as you can get. Now, you will see that the Bible described love 
in some of the fruit of the Spirit this way. Meaning that love is key. Love is the precursor. In fact, love is the fruit of the Spirit. That is why I want to read from the Passion Translation of the Scripture. The Passion Translation. I want to encourage everybody. Get the Passion Translation of the Scripture. Get the New Living Translation. Get the NIV. All all these translations of the Scripture are available free of charge. All you need to do, download one app called YouVersion. YouVersion has many translations of the Scripture. It is even very possible that it has one in your language. Praise the Lord. I mean, many Nigerian languages are already on version, And they are free. It's free to users, but some people are actually paying for it. Praise God. That is why we talk about kingdom financiers, partnership. Are you with me? I want to encourage all of us, be part of the kingdom financiers in this church. There are many things we want to do for the glory of God. There are some people in India who are partnering with you version so that you and I can have a free Bible in your language. There are some people in Australia, some people in the backwaters of even Guinea, Conakry, who are partnering. Some of them, it is their skills. Others, it is money. A good number of them, it is money. So that the goal is one, let the Bible be free, available to everybody on planet Earth at your fingertips. Partnership is needed for the kingdom of God. Jesus needed partners for his ministry. I'm appealing to all of us here, be a part of the kingdom financiers. It doesn't matter what volume you are giving, but begin somewhere. Are you following me? When you begin, make up your mind you are going to grow. And as God expands you, stretch and grow. You start from 1,000, you start from 10,000, maybe your own, you can't even transfer. It's cash you are bringing, bring it. But be faithful with it. And you will see what God will do. Praise the Lord. That was by the way, but it's important. Praise God. Okay, the Passion Translation of the Bible. Okay. And uh, Pastor Heme, please, can you stand? Please, if you are here, you are not yet signed up, or you want to increase your signage for the Kingdom Partnership, Pastor Heme is the pastor in charge of the board for the Kingdom Partnership. He's a good man. Please, can you help me appreciate him? Please, see him. He will tell you more about it. Amen. It is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Okay, now, look at this scripture. He says, but the fruit produced is describing the fruit of the Spirit. It means that the fruit of the Spirit is a production of the Holy Spirit. But look at how he describes it. He says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Then he began to break it down. Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Have you noticed that each fruit, each mention of an attribute of the fruit of the Spirit has something specific it is targeting. It has something that it's doing. It says, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, 
faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, strength of spirit. He says, never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Praise the Lord. The first point I talked about this morning is that the fruit of your spirit is God's defense for the, for the believer. It is the wisdom of God to defend you. For this service, I want to say, the fruit of the Spirit sets the stage for your continuous victory. The fruit of the Spirit sets the stage for your continuous victory. And don't tell you, if you take each fruit at a time in Scripture, you will see how your victory as a Christian depends on it. For example, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Can we have it? Hebrews eleven six 6, quickly. He says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do you see that? No matter what I do, I cannot please God without faith. And he says this, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is what? A faithful rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Because you need faith for victory. You need faith to receive from God. You need faith to say no to other options that God is not in it. It is your faith in God that enables you to please God. It is your faith in God that enables you to live right. It is your faith in God that enables you to make the right choices in life. It is your faith in God that enables you to walk worthy of the Lord. Faith is extremely important for the believer. In fact, without faith, you cannot get born again. But hear what the Bible says about faith. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Let's read it together, everybody. Give me in the King James Version, please. Let's read it together. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availed anything, nor uncircumcision. Can you read the last part? But faith which walketh by law. The almighty faith without which you can't please God. The almighty faith without which you can't get victory as a Christian. That faith depends on a fruit of the Spirit called what? Love. Love is essential. What makes your faith operative? Like fuel to a car. Like engine oil to your engine. What makes it work is love. Without love, your faith cannot work. You see, the fruit of the Spirit is God's wisdom for your victory. As if that was not enough. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. The New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Nehemiah. Okay, he says, and Nehemiah continued and said, go, celebrate with a feast of rich foods, sweet drinks, share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad. Please, can you read the rest of it? For the joy of the Lord is what? Is your strength. Joy is the, is the precursor of strength. Let, maybe somebody will say that's in the Old Testament. Philippians 4.4, quickly. Philippians 4.4. Let's read together, everybody. One, two, go. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Two words. Can you read it again? Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. James 1, 2 to 4. He says, my brethren, count it what? All joy. 
when you fall into what? Diverse temptation. Don't forget that joy is what? A fruit of what? The spirit. Knowing this, this is the assurance you have, that the trying of your faith worketh what? Patient. Are you seeing the connections of the fruit of the spirit in this? Go on. He says, but let patience have a perfect work, that he may be perfect and entire, wanting what? Nothing. I said here, beloved, you need strength, whether physical strength or spiritual strength, to get to the finish line of the race of life. If you are going to see the manifestation of your victory, then the Bible says that strength that is in you needs to be supported. It's just like your generator when NEPA goes off. It's like your generator giving you electricity. But if you don't have diesel or petrol in your generator, will it be able to give you electricity? That is what joy is to your life. You need strength to run the race. But if you are going to get strength to run the race, even strength in the inner man, beloved of God, what happens? You need joy. And so the fruit of the Spirit is essential in your life. No wonder an author in Scripture said, he says, rejoice not over me, my enemy. For when I fall, I shall what? I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be what? My light. Joy is what gives strength. The person that made that kind of declaration is making that declaration because of the strength of God in him. You need the strength of God. If I remember the scripture well, Zephaniah, please. Is Habakkuk. Okay. Habakkuk chapter 3, 17. Okay, go to the next verse. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I want you to see the. Can you embolden it for us? I want you to see the power of strength. Look, you're in the midst of trouble. There is no way out. You don't even know how to go. And yet you are a child of God. In the midst of that situation, God still expects that you lift up holy hands and bless the Lord. What makes you to be able to do that is the strength that is inside. And what procures that inner strength for you is joy in the Lord. Look at what this guy said. Although the victory shall not what blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail. The fields shall yield no meat. This is a bad situation. He says the flock shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Please go on. I want us to take everything together. Good. What did he say? Yet I will what? Rejoice in the Lord. I will what? Joy in the God of my salvation. Now go back to 17. I want us to read 17 to 18 straight. He says, although the fig tree shall not what? Blossom. Neither shall the fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail. And the field shall yield no meat. And the field shall yield no meat. The flocks shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no herd in the stalls. What happened? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. What is it that is giving him the strength in the midst of this bad situation to do it? The joy of the Lord. No matter whatever happens, don't allow the devil to steal your joy. 
The joy of the Lord is the fruit of the Spirit. It doesn't depend on what is going on around you. Joy of the Lord, the fruit of the Spirit, joy, is from within. And it is God's key for your continuous victory. No matter what happens, no matter what is thrown at you, joy of the Lord will always enable you to be above. It's like throwing a, a, a ball into the Atlantic Ocean or into a river. No matter how much you try to push it, what will happen? It will always come up. Joy makes buoyancy. Joy makes you to always come up. Don't look down. When you don't understand, lift up your eyes onto the hills and declare, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. Why? I know that my help cometh from the Lord. That is where strength comes. I remember 2018, the day Marie passed, I was there in the, in the hospital there. As I looked at her, my heart fell in my heart. But suddenly from the inner recesses of my being, I began to hear a song. And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of the Lord. Saying, and they sang the song of Moses, servant of the Lord. The song of the Lamb saying, great and marvelous are your works, O God. You are the king of the saints. Who shall be compared unto you, O God? For thou hast done wonderful things and will continue to do. The song came from the inside of me. As I began to sing the song, right there in the hospital, tears were rolling. But it was not the tears of where do I go from now. Yes, there was pain. But each time I sang that song, joy, strength rather, was released into me. Beloved of God, there is a song for the night. There is a song for the night. The secret behind the song for the night seasons of life is that it's a precursor of joy. And you need joy for strength. So don't keep quiet. No matter how difficult it is, be, be alive. Let your antennas be alive to the spirit. Because the devil wants to press you down and keep you under. You are meant to float. You are, there's buoyancy in you. And the key to buoyancy is released from your mouth. Your mouth, your mouth, your mouth is the key to buoyancy. He's pressing you down. They are laughing and they are jumping. You remember to say this, ah, God, thank you. A righteous man may fall seven times, but the Lord will do what? Raise him up. Rejoice not over me, my enemy. Even though I'm down, I know I am coming up. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Beloved of God, your mouth and your joy goes together. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. There are times you get up. I remember some two weeks ago, somebody in one of the government institutions came. They overtook me. They, uh, he said they overtook him. He was supposed to be promoted. They didn't promote him. Oh, pastor, what do I do? I said, go and dance. Go and dance. I said, go and dance. Oh. It's not prayer now. Prayer will not change this. What would change this is joy. That was what the Lord told me. What would change it is joy. I said, do you know how to sing? He said, no. I said, good, good. Me too, I don't know how to sing. But if I want to sing, I go and get cases. I have playlists I have created. Eh? 
and I put it on and I begin to sing and I begin to dance. As you begin to do that, things begin to shift. Things begin to shift. You may not see it shifting, but listen, tears may endure for a season, but what happens? Joy comes in the morning and that is where the strength is. Praise the Lord. Quickly, why you need to take the fruit of the Spirit serious in your life? I've talked about two or three now. Listen to this. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Hebrews 10, 35 to 36. It says this. See this scripture. It says, cast not away therefore your confidence. Meaning that you are in a situation where you can throw it away. Which, but it has great recompense of reward. It says, for you have need of what? Patience. When you are in a situation where you would talk like Esau, what does this bad right even give to me at all? Ah, seeing that I'm dying of hunger, the Bible says you have need of patience. You have need of patience. If you can only be patient, what happens? That patience has what? That after you have done the will of God, you might what? Receive the promise. Patience is the fruit of the Spirit. That is what delivers the promise to you. It keeps you, sustains, in fact, joy keeps you, gives you the strength to stay the process. Patience is the male man that delivers the promise to you. That is why the fruit of the Spirit is indispensable in the life of a Christian. I said here, in the race of life, there are two people running the race. And they are running it together. They are relay partners. You know what relay is? Uh-huh. You run to a point. You give the baton to somebody. Faith starts the running. You run, 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 run. He gets to where he should exchange the baton. He t- reaches out the baton. The person that collects the baton from faith is called patience. Patience also runs. And patience is the one that crosses the line. Patience is the one that delivers the promise. Ye have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, in a situation where you ordinarily you should cast off your confidence, the wife of Lord told God, listen to me, man. Why don't you cause God and die? And Lord replied, no, I won't do that. Instead, in the midst of that situation, the Bible says he sat down and did what? And worshipped. Patience delivers the promise. A lot of people that kill themselves, commit suicide, they commit suicide because they have lost, the, the devil have taken their joy, they have lost the fact that patience, because another thing about patience is that patience tells you there's a tomorrow. There's another chapter in the book. That is not the last chapter of the book. There's a chapter that when you open, the sun will shine. It is patience that enables you to see it. The trouble blocks you from it. Praise the Lord. Beloved of God. Therefore, I want you to understand that if you are going to finish, cross the finishing line of life, you need patience. But beloved of God, have you ever gone to a fruit market and they are selling maybe garden egg, apple, carrot? You see some of them so beautiful, isn't it? Very beautiful. And yet, on the same stall that they are selling, you see some of them, it's as if uh, God didn't touch them. Hello? Have you seen that before? And uh, when you are buying the good one you want to buy, some of these sellers want to push in those ones 
There appears that God rejected them there. Uh -huh. What do you do to them? You remove them. You remove them. Why do you think that fruit, instead of being straight carrot, you look at it, it doesn't look like a carrot. Why do you think so? There must have been some problem of attention when they were being planted. At the cultivation stage, certain things were overlooked or certain things were assumed or the person did not have enough time to water or the person did not have enough fertilizer to apply or the weeds were not done. Something happened in the cultivation stage. The problem with a lot of us that we find it difficult to manifest some of this fruit in our life is because we are not taking time to be diligent at cultivation. We are not taking time to be diligent at weeding. We are not taking time to be diligent at fertilizer application. All these things are required for us to have good fruits in our lives. Clearing the ground, for example, in our lives, you need the word of God. That is why, as a child of God, the place of building a solid relationship with the word of God cannot be overemphasized. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ do what? Dwell richly in you unto all wisdom. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed is he that readeth the word of this prophecy, that heareth the word of this prophecy, that doeth the word of this prophecy. Meaning that I must read. I must expose myself to the word. I must receive the word. I must do the word in order for me to be able to benefit from the word. When I do it, I have an option to sit down. And it's a decision. Just like you cultivate with a decision. I have a decision right now to decide that it is, ah, I've not had my quiet time today. Arsenal is playing. And it's the FA Cup final. And if I don't watch it, eh, it will be like die. May not even be Arsenal. What's the latest telenovela now? You watch it now, tell me. Which one? Which one? Tell me. Tell the truth and shame the devil, Joe. Which one? I don't know. Which, nobody watches. And I'll visit you. And I'll check if you have Z-World there or Telemundo. Z-World. You have watched it. They are watching. That's what we are watching now. We are watching. All women, thank you. God bless you. So which one are you watching now, man? Not all women. Okay. Which one are you watching now? It's not compulsory. Okay, which one? It's not all women that watch Telemundo. Which one do you watch? To God be the glory. <laughs> so I say some. Anyway, you, you get my gesture. There is an opportunity cost to time. You can either use your time to cultivate your spirit life. I mean, there's nothing wrong in watching those things. Eh? I like watching commentaries, documentaries, and so on. Are you with me? And I spend some good time watching them because I learned so much from it. You ask me which film do you like watching? I'll give you an example. Anywhere you see Jack Bauer, I'll watch it. Hello, are you listening to me? 
Supposing there is a new release now, a new season of designated survival. I'll watch it too. But at what cost am I going to watch it? Do you understand? I must give time to the word of God. I must give time to the word of God. But some of us, without giving time to the quality time to God's word, quality time to praying. And when I say quality time to God's word, it's not enough for me to read my Bible. I say uh, seven to eight is my quiet time. Uh, eight or uh, yes, eight to seven the next morning is my own time. Do you understand? Are you following me? It is not just fulfilling all righteousness. It's not just trying to be compliant with my set rules. It is being obedient to the Spirit of God. I read John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave. I read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. Blessed be God, who has called us to the fellowship of his son. I read Psalm 27, verse 1, or whatever. And I read all those scriptures. If I'm going to do the word, if I want the word to be planted in me, so that the fruit of the spirit in me will be energized, will be strengthened, I must do beyond reading. I must create my personal time. Maybe I am driving. Maybe I am working in the office. Maybe I'm cooking. Maybe I'm washing. While I am doing all those chores, or even while I am reading, I must be able to say to myself, and that is key. That is key. Have you observed that anything in this world responds to sound? Until you say it doesn't happen. Therefore, if I'm going to organize my life with the word of God, if I'm going to apply the fertilizer of the word into my life, it's not only that I must read John 3.16 and cover my word that I've read, I must be able to say it. For God so loved the world. I'm not asking you to cram. If it is a phrase there, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I am in the world. God loves me. Do you know that if you are settled on the subject of the love of God, it will be very difficult for the devil to harass you. Some of us are so confused. Some of us, because of the experiences we have had, you think God loves somebody better than you. No. During the midweek service, I think last week or the other week, I read a scripture to us in John 17, where Jesus said, it is the same love the Father has for you, I mean for him, that the Father has for you. God does not love Jesus more than you. In fact, the Bible says in Romans 8, if he could not keep his son from us, what more will he withhold from us? And so I begin to dwell in the love of God. No wonder in Ephesians chapter 3, Apostle Paul said that I'll be rooted and grounded in love. Colossians chapter 2, or the same thing, I'll be rooted and grounded in his love. There is something about the love of God that stabilizes me. There is something about the love of God that caused me, no matter how dark the cloud is, I know the sun is shining there. And I'm not going to die here. I'll get to that place. There is something about the love of God that assures me of a better tomorrow. There is something about the love of God that tells me I'll get to that place called there. I'll get there. Do you understand me? I begin to meditate on it. I begin to say to myself, I say to myself, blessed be God who has called me into the fellowship of his son. I am called. 
I am called. I am called. I am called. If you are the type that reads other translations of the Bible, the Holy Spirit will remind you that he called you by name. According to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. In the uh, chapter 2, yes, verse 3. In the uh, Passion Translation, he called you by ah, So God knows me. God knows me as a person. What an assurance he gives you when you feel rejected. When you have just been disappointed. God knows me. What a comfort. Do you know what that does to you? It energizes your faith. Energizes your patience. Energizes your ability to be kind to people. Because you know that you that were not qualified for his love, he has loved you. And the Bible says, we won't be ashamed. Why? Because the love of God has been shed abroad in our spirit. That love of God, that is the totality of the fruit of the spirit that has been deposited in you so that you will not be ashamed. That is why we must ensure we give room to the word of God. Encourage the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That is the fertilizing part. Encourage the ministry of the Holy Spirit. How do I encourage the ministry of the Holy Spirit? I recognize that he's a person. I speak to him. And I expect him to speak to me. I speak to him. Holy Spirit, I love you. Glory be to God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am, Jesus has been made unto me wisdom. He has been made unto me sanctification. I am redeemed of the Lord because Jesus has been made unto me redemption. As you begin to speak those things, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. He speaks back to you. He speaks back to you. Initially, you may not recognize his voice. But if, you see, at times, for some of us, eh, you will begin to experience these things. Because I'm sharing the waters of the Spirit at this time. And as I'm sharing the waters of the Spirit, these deposits have been made in your life. At times, you can be maybe thinking about something. Or your mind is off something. Suddenly, in your mental eye, there's a flash that comes. It comes the first time. You didn't take note of it. It comes the second time. And God is patient because he wants you to understand his language. He came to Samuel. One, two, three. And he positioned somebody to enable Samuel to decode the messages. Beloved of God. Are you telling me to round up? Let us round up. Praise the Lord. They've been shining the light I didn't see. Now they're telling me around. <laughs> Beloved of God, it's an interesting bit. Don't miss next week. Praise the Lord. Bow your heads. Let's talk to God. Say, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the fruit of the Spirit you have put in my life. I will make, I'll make up my mind today that this fruit will grow in my life. I make up my mind today that this fruit will grow. It's already there. I have the full complement of the fruit in me. Meekness in me. Patience is in me. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. He says that the communication of your faith becomes effectual by the good things that is in you. Acknowledge it. Glory be to God. 
I don't know if you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I would just want to pray with you right now. Can you lift up your hand where you are? Can you lift up your hand where you are? If you are watching from home, pray this prayer with me. And if you are here also, Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he died and he was raised for my justification. Being raised for my justification, he's seated at the right hand of God. I confess him as the Lord of my life today. And so, Lord, in line with your word, receive me today in Jesus' name. I pray for you, people of God, that in the name of Jesus, you will walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. That in the name of Jesus, this word will bear fruit in your lives in Jesus' name. That in the name of the Lord Jesus, you will see the hand of God in a very special way in the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit in your life every time. You that were not patient before, you begin to see patience. You begin to see joy coming out of your life as a result of the ministry of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit in your life in the name of Jesus. This week shall be a great week for you. A week of accomplishment. A week of the release of grace. A week of divine remembrance. Anywhere that whatever belongs to you is that you have been forgotten. I command a release today. Be remembered. Come back with testimonies. You are protected. You will not be a victim of accidental fire. And no weapon fashioned against you this week shall prosper. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Lord, we have come to say thank you. We are the ones you saved. We say thank you. We are the ones you drew to yourself. We say thank you. Thank you, Almighty God, for the opportunity of coming here to worship before you. Lord, we are grateful in Jesus' name. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, can you bring out your Bibles? Let's take our Bible affirmation together. Amen. Say with me, this is my Bible. It is God's inner and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamb unto my feet and a light unto my path. I hide his words in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and do it fully. And I internalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head by diligent study. Store it in my heart by memorization and meditation. Show it in my life by doing these teachings. Sow it in my world by being a witness. Hereafter, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In the name of Jesus, for his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. Please, you may be seated, and I'll be glad if you welcome the brother, the sister seated by you. So you're welcome. I am glad you're in church today. Oh, tell him or her, I'm glad you're in church this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. You're welcome. This is the first Sunday in the month of September, and we thank God for his keeping. We're continuing the series we've been running on the fruit of the Spirit. And this morning, we want to answer a question, why is the fruit important? 
why the fruit is important in our lives. The importance of the fruit of the Spirit in the life of a child of God. Please turn with me your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. I'll read from King James Version, and I'll also read from the uh, Passion Translation. King James says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. The Passion Translation puts it this way. It says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. And that captures the essence of the fruit of the Spirit. Because all, if you look at the King James Bible, all the listings of the fruit of the Spirit, if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 8, you see them manifested as agape. You see them manifested as divine love. And so these different manifestations of the fruit of the Spirit are actually the manifestation of the essence, the core gift, the core fruit. And the core fruit of the Spirit is love, love, manifested in different aspects that the Bible listed here. And that is why the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is. Now, it goes on to define them further. He said, joy that overflows. The fruit of the Spirit is love, divine love, expressed as joy that overflows, expressed, expressed as peace that subdues. They are all there for a purpose. They have something they have been sent to do in your life. It is patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of the spirit. He says, never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Meaning that this divine love give, keep giving birth to new faces of expression as a result of what God has made it to be. And for you as a Christian, some of us will wonder, is it really in my life? I want you to know that the fruit of the Spirit is fully been deposited in your life. These were deposits made in your life when the Holy Spirit came into you. When the Holy Spirit came into you, that was when you got born again. That was when he came in and baptized you into Christ. As a result of that, you didn't get part Holy Spirit, partial Holy Spirit. You got the full Holy Spirit inside you. And he came with all these things deposited in you. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 says that for we are not ashamed because the love of God, this divine love has been shared abroad in our hearts. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. If we read it from the Passion Translation, hear what it says. It says, everything we could ever need for this life, 
for life and complete devotion to God. Everything that you need to live your physical life, you need to live your spiritual life, has already been deposited in us by his divine power. That same divine power deposited divine love in us. And so we have the capacity to love. Love is a commandment of the new creation. Just as you have also been commanded to grow in the knowledge of him. It says, for all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience, which through the rich experience of knowing him, who has called us by name, you were called by name, and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Then why is the fruit so, so important? Number one, the fruit of the Spirit is God's wisdom for your defense. The fruit of the Spirit is God's wisdom for the defense of the believer. If you allow that deposit of the fruit of the Spirit in you to gain expression, nothing the devil throws at the believer can defeat you, no matter what the circumstance or the situation is. I came across an author, Greg Dushek. He has a very interesting book, which I'll recommend to all of us. The title of the book is A Call for Character, Developing the Fruit of the Spirit in You. In page 22 of that book, this servant of God wrote this, and I want to quote him. He says, there is not anything, trial or temptation, that a child of God will face that one of the fruit of the Spirit will not be able to help him overcome. No temptation. Remember, Jesus said something. In Luke chapter 18, verse 1, he said, Men ought always to pray and not faint. Men ought always to pray and not faint. I just want you to look up a bit. I want to draw a parallel here. This is the word of God, the word personified, the word that was in the beginning, and the word that will be to the end and continue after that. The word that knows the span of the lives of men, the experiences that a human being will typically have in the world. And he said one, if you are a man, you, can, you should pray. Meaning that he knows that whatever we face from the beginning to the end, if only we can pray, we have a solution. Are you with me? It came out of his wisdom, not just out of his experience. He knows that if man can pray, Whatever is thrown at him is a foregone issue. That same person, that same person, when he talked about other facets of the life of the man, he said again, if the man will allow, or in his wisdom he has designed into man, that whatever you face between the beginning and the end, when I say beginning, from the time you come to know yourself, as a child of God, whatever is thrown at you, if between here and here, if you can only allow the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit in your life, nothing will ever defeat you. Meaning that in the wisdom of God, God has packaged all of us 
irrespective of our circumstance, the seasons of life we're in, that we will always be victorious. We were not created to be losers. We were not created to fail. In fact, he said, the steps of a good man are what? Authored by the Lord. Even if he falls, God will not leave him there. Failure is not that you failed or that you missed a step. No, no, no. Failure is at the end of the day, did you succeed? The fruit of the Spirit is God's wisdom packaged into us as Christians to give us advantages in life. And that fruit is God's wisdom for your defense and my defense. And so if you are not allowing the growth of the fruit of the Spirit in your life, the expression of the fruit in your life, you are shortchanging yourself from the advantages that God has made available to you. You are shortchanging yourself from operating in the wisdom of God. Don't you know that walking in love, allowing joy in your life, the peace of God, they are God's spiritual forces manifested to ensure you turn out the way God expects you to turn out. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, somebody. For example, let me give you some example. You are in a relationship, for example, and all kinds of trouble begin to come. The fruit of love, the fruit of kindness, the fruit of kindness, the fruit of humility, meekness, they automatically well up inside your heart. Love does not mean that you will not exact a penalty when you should exact a penalty. Love means that even in exacting a penalty, you exact a penalty for the good of the entity that you are faced with. Are you following me? It's extremely important that we understand that balance. When there is a trouble, when there is a strife, when trouble has been steered, naturally, these things, they, they, you see, they, they are automatic. It's like if you have an automatic generator, for example, immediately the power goes the generator kicks in immediately. Or for those of us that have been using the UPS or maybe a laptop that has a good battery, you won't even know that the power source from the public supply is not there or from the generator is not there. Immediately the power goes, the battery kicks in automatically. That is how this fruit has been packaged into our lives. No matter the trouble, love kicks in. No matter the trouble, Kindness kicks in. No matter the challenge, meekness co comes in. Amen. If you have ever been faced with a situation that should make you discouraged, give up, suddenly, the peace that endures comes into your heart. Yes, the situation is bad. It's truly bad. But instead of you fidgeting, running here and there, suddenly in your heart, you can know the peace of God that passes all understanding. They say you won't leave. They say this will happen. You need to get up. In the midst of it, you are not anxious. You are not troubled. Is there danger? Yes, there is danger. But there is a stabilizing peace that stands as an anchor for your soul. Beloved of God, it is the fruit of the Spirit so that even in that situation, when you are taking a decision, you will take the decision based on the wisdom of God operating in you. Are you following me this morning? The fruit of the Spirit is key to your victory in life. Praise God. 
I said here, yeah, if the devil attempts to throw pride into your life because you're excelling in your job or bring fear and unnecessary trouble all around you, danger of being laid off in your job and so on, one of the things that happen again, automatically, these things are set to automatic. Humility and peace comes in. If it is pride, the fruit of humility manifests itself. If it is the fact that they are laying people off, you have even heard that your name is there on the list, the peace of God that passes all understandings. As a result of that, you are free to hear the next direction that God will give you. Fancy this man, Elijah. God told him rain will not fall. He went to announce that rain will not fall. For a space of three and a half years, that declares famine coming already because they were an agrarian society. And God told him, go to the uh, river brook, Kidron. Go and wait there. I have commanded a raven to feed you. And the raven was doing his work or her work faithfully twice a day. Will come and feed this man of God. Then suddenly, Elijah discovered that the brook began to dry. Elijah discovered also, Elijah discovered also that the brook didn't come in the morning yesterday. The brook didn't come in the afternoon yesterday or in the evening yesterday. Today again, the brook, I mean, the, uh, the raven didn't come. The, so for two days now, he has not eaten. What will be your situation? God, you told me to come here. God, I'm here. What has happened? And he has not said anything. How will you feel? What will be your reaction? The Bible says, Elijah had the voice of God saying, get up. You have stayed here long enough. It is time for you to move to the next level. There is no way he would have prayed for a reverend to have a child. I mean, yes, to be preserved. Are you following me? But God wanted him to go and help somebody else. But he was in trouble where he was. For some time he had not eaten. Beloved of God, it took the fruit of the Spirit operating in his life to be able to hear God. When you are in trouble, when you are in anxiety, part of the things that happen is that the anxiousness of your heart blocks your spirit, blocks your channels of communication to be able to receive from God. That is why you need the operation of the, of the fruit of the Spirit in your life. When there is turmoil everywhere, when there is danger everywhere, you say, God, what is happening? What do you want me to do? Maybe you didn't hear anything. And because you have not had anything for one hour, three hours, suddenly, people, you will begin to hear things from outside. You are waiting for, for, in, for inside for the communication from heaven. Part of the things the devil will do, part of the things circumstances will do, is to try and get, create an agitation around you. That agitation will come in and distract you. When that agitation distracts you, you find out that your channels of communication to receive divine instruction on what is the next plan of God begins to be affected. You tune your radio, you are not hearing clearly. They say network is bad. What is responsible for network being bad is the external interferences. But the fruit of the Spirit prevents anything from shunting into your network. Because in your heart, your heart is stayed on the Lord. You remember the fact that the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro to show himself powerful 
on behalf of those whose hearts are stayed on him. And so you tell yourself, my heart, stay on the Lord. My heart, you cannot be moved. You, my heart, listen to me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I will not fear anybody. I will not fear anything. When you begin to address yourself like that and put yourself in a state where your channels are open, you begin to receive communication. You will hear what the next step is. In the gentle, silent voice, in the inner witness, you will hear. It could even be a flash. God will show you something. It could even be as you are reading the word of God, something happens and it tangents on something. And suddenly you know what to do. And you, began to, and you begin to take the step and go and do it. And you will see God confirming the step, precept upon precept, line upon line, a little here, a little there. Initially, maybe you started unsure. Shaky steps you were taking. As you were taking the steps, God began to confirm every step you are taking by things happening in that direction. Meanwhile, there is tumor. I mean, there is turmoil. Meanwhile, all the external distractions are still there because as much as possible, they want to impact on you, impinge on you to ensure that you don't take the right steps or you don't put the steps where you should get to because of the victory that is ahead. That such is the power, the stabilizing effect of the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Peace that passes understanding. Joy that you cannot explain. Praise the Lord. That is why in whatever you do as a child of God, don't allow your spirit to, or the fruit of the spirit in your life to be charged, to be in trouble or to be dealt with. Praise the Lord. I said, beloved of God, as New Testament believers, one of the fruit manifestations of the fruit of the spirit you need in your life is the fruit of temperance. Temperance is self-control. Some translation call it self-control. Others call it strength of the spirit, like the Passion Translation. The NIV says self-restraint. Another translation calls it continence. It is your ability to be able to stay on top. You won't allow the natural desires, the natural tendencies, the natural things happening around to take your eyes away from focusing on the master. It says looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. Knowing that, knowing that will enable your faith to be anchored in a place that is sure that God cannot lie. This is the same God that called you. And by two immutable things that is impossible for him to lie, he has spoken concerning you. Beloved of God, what makes that possible in your life is the fruit of the Spirit. Have you ever been in a situation where you are busy on something or some things have been happening around, there's a phone call you're expecting. You don't know whether it's a phone call that will bring joy or a phone call that will bring sadness. But as the call comes, when the phone is ringing, you know that that is the message you have been waiting for. You wonder, do I pick, do I not pick? Beloved of God, what enables you to face it is the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit will always walk in line with the Word of God. The fruit of the Spirit will always walk to confirm the Word of God. The fruit of the Spirit will always walk. The fruit is God's wisdom for your victory. 
Beloved of God, that is why you must open up to the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit. How do I open up to the manifestation of the Spirit? By the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. I get the Word of God into my life. I don't miss what the Bible has said. I have a devotional attitude. I am disciplined to ensure that every day I read my Bible. Every day I meditate on the Bible. It's a discipline. It's a challenge that you must put on yourself. You cannot do this thing without the word of God. If you are going to pray, what are you going to pray to God? It's the word of God. If you are going to address the circumstance and the situation that you are faced with, what are you going to use in addressing the circumstance or the situation? It's the word of God. And how will you know the right word to use? By the operation of the Spirit. By the operation of the Spirit. That is why I must encourage the ministry of the Holy Spirit in my life as a child of God. When the fruits were deposited in me, they came in as seeds. They were deposited on a good ground. Because my heart is a good ground. Your heart is a good ground. God's word was deposited in your spirit. Your spirit is a good ground. The fruits of the spirit are complete in your spirit. There is none lacking. It's different from the gift. The gift, the spirit of God distributes as he wills. But when it comes to the fruit, everybody has the complete suit. The complete package, you have it. Completely. Now. How do I develop it? By giving heed to the word of God. I must make up your mind, my mind that I will be a doer of the word of God. Make up your mind, beloved of God, that you will do the word of God. Let the word of God be the final authority in your life. But if you don't do the word of God, if you don't do the word of God, how will the fruits grow? Revelation chapter 1, please, verse 3, quickly. It says, blessed is he that readeth. These are things that fertilize the, word of, uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit in your life. The reading of the Word of God. The hearing of the Word of God. The doing of the Word of God. How do I do the Word of God? I receive the Word of God as I read. I receive the Word of God as I hear into my heart. And I believe the Word. How do I get to believing? I know that this Word is from God. I say what he has said concerning me. I declare what he has declared concerning me. I speak in agreement with the word. I speak in agreement with the word. Beloved, when the word of God is in your heart and you begin to say what the word of God is saying, it doesn't matter what circumstance or situation is, your life will naturally begin to move in the direction of what you are saying. The words from your mouth is like the beat. You know, when you have a horse or a donkey, and it is, uh, you wear the beat on it. It is anywhere you turn the horse to that the horse goes. Any direction. That is what the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart do. Beloved of God, if you want to allow a release of the fruit of the Spirit in your life, it's extremely important that you become a doer of the word. When you become a doer of the word, it is natural you will flow with the Spirit of God. How do I flow with the Spirit of God? Talk to God. Holy Spirit, I recognize that you have been given to me to make me live a victorious Christian life. Come into my life. Have, lead me, direct me, and help me.
then you go to God in the place of prayer and make those declarations, you will see that your life changes. Things that you used to struggle with, you no longer struggle with them because you have given the word of God and the spirit of God ascendance in your life. Can you bow your heads briefly? Talk to God where you are. Ask the Lord to help you. If you are not born again here, you can give your life to Jesus today. You can give your life to Jesus today. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are in the auditorium now, can you just raise your hand? Let me pray with you. I want to be a child of God. If you are watching from home, let's just pray together. Father, we give you thanks for the opportunity to receive your word today. And so, Father God, we pray that you cause us, O oh God, to come to walk worthy of you unto all pleasing. For you that want to give your life to Christ, say this prayer after me. Thank you, Almighty God, for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he died for my sins. He was raised by God for my justification. And he today is seated at the right hand of God. I confess him as Lord of my life today. Receive me as your child, O God, in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, you are born again. If you are watching from home, call any of the numbers on the screen. Somebody will be there to speak with you. And if you are here, I want you to please see Pastor Fidelis. The pastor standing right now. He'll be there to talk to you and tell you more on what to do. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus that you will enjoy the ministry of the word and the spirit of God in your life in Jesus' name. That you will learn to surround yourself with an atmosphere of the word. That the word of God will not be far from your mouth. That you will walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing in the name of Jesus. That you'll be subject to the spirit of God and give room for the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit in your lives in Jesus' name. This week is a week of victory. This week is a week of grace. Grace to accomplish. Grace for speed. Grace to have favor before men. Go, possess the gates of your enemies in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord.